minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Oh my goodness. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome in to the Masson All Access Podcast from the Masson Web Studio. Bobby Blanco, Amy Jennings coming at you live on the Masson Nationals Facebook page and YouTube channel. Thank you so much for making us a part of your Wednesday afternoon. Hopefully you are doing well, enjoying a nice couple of win streak, two wins by the mm-hmm. Nationals over these past three days. Got a lot to talk about. It was a fantastic weekend at Nationals Park as Ryan Zimmerman had his number retired. We're going to get into that in length. We'll hear some sound clips throughout the um, course of the show from some of the highlights over the weekend. We'll talk a little bit about Jackson Tatro's great start on Sunday uh, against the Phillies. We'll talk about Eric Fetty's great start and the bullpen's great outing and a shutout mm-hmm. win against the Orioles Tuesday and kind of preview this upcoming series, uh, weird interleague series in Texas this weekend uh, as the Nationals head over down to Texas for three games against the Rangers. But Amy, we were both there at Nationals Park on Saturday afternoon. It was a beautiful day in D.C. Like we said, a lot going on, but everything went so well. It was such a cool day for the Nationals and the city. It really was. I mean, the Nationals did a fantastic job with everything. Um, Sometimes it doesn't always work out like that. We've seen it um, as fans of the Washington football team, or now the Commanders, um, kind of a failed effort at that. But the Nationals did a great job. It was an an awesome day. All the videos that the Nationals were able to put together, um, narrated by his mother, his wife. I just, I was tearing up and I was like, Amy, don't do it. Don't do it. This is embarrassing. Um, but it, w- it was it was a really nice weekend. Which video got you the most? They, they like again, kudos, round of applause to everyone who had a hand in pulling that off and putting that day together for Zimmerman and his family. But which of the three main videos that they show? There was one uh, that was all his former teammates and managers and people in the baseball world wishing him. Congratulations. There was one that was, narr- like you said, narrated by Heather and his mom and the kids. Um, and there was one at the very end where they just had Nationals fans just send in their own homemade mm-hmm. videos thanking him. Which one of those got you the most? I, I'm getting goosebumps now just thinking yeah, about it, actually. It was, it was so neat. I think the middle one where his, because um, I think the middle one where his family narrated yeah. it, because that was just uh, to hear his mom talk and just the way they did it i think i think that was awesome and you know and when he talked he gave so much credit to his wife to his mother to his parents um and that's when he choked up the most he choked up quite a few times but it was when he was talking about his family i think he choked up the most and so just watching him watch that video and you know hearing their voices that that got to me the most i i heard zim you know he made a handful of radio appearances last week kind of talking about the day and he, one of them he mentioned, yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I kind of know what's happening, but they've kept a lot of it secret to me. And I, obviously those videos were the surprises mm-hmm. that they had in store for him. Um, he obviously knew a couple of the guys that were coming back. Uh, Jason Worth and Ian Desmond spoke at the podium. We'll hear from them in a, in a little bit. Um, some of the highs that they said about Zimmerman. Uh, so, yeah, I think he definitely got choked up, not only when he spoke, but just watching those videos of uh, all his former teammates, his former managers, and then yeah, the one that uh, Heather narrated uh, along with his mom and, and his kids, um, which was, like, <laughs> just so, in the best way, like, tear-jerking. Like, uh-huh. you know, and such, like, you know, if you're watching right now live with us 
on uh, Mass National's Facebook page or YouTube channel. You can see him kind of. I feel like yes, it was a beautiful day. I also feel like part of the reason Zim wore sunglasses is to hide his. Oh teeth. yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> he, he's standing there on the red carpet watching all of this, and he you can tell he's just kind of. He kept his sunglasses trying, on the whole time, and he'd like wipe yeah. his nose and like. He's trying his best to keep it all together. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I think he said like, you know, this is the most nervous he's ever been on that field. Um, he's like never actually cried on the field until this point, even after all the v- great victories they had here at, at Nationals Park. So, yeah, I, I, for me, I'll, I'll go the, the first one. The first one really got me with all the players. You had guys like, of course, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, Anthony Rendon, um, Dusty Baker, all of them with great tributes. I mean, look, none of, none of this is po- like the nat- the Nationals aren't the Nationals without Ryan Zimmerman, right? So even guys who are no longer here playing mm-hmm. with the club or managing the club all have felt that impact. Whether you played look played with one season, a la Jordy Mercer, who was showed up and, and and supported, or played with him for seven years, like Jason Worth and Ian Desmond. Um, it, it was just you can tell that they all appreciate the impact and acknowledge the impact that he has had, not just on this franchise, but on the city of Washington. I love the idea that it wasn't, yes, his accolades on the field were brought up, the gold gloves, uh, the comeback player of the year, the all-stars, the World Series, of course. But a lot of it also was about him as a person, him in the community, him and his family giving back, the Zims Foundation, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And that kind of encapsulated him as a person, not just the player that he was. Right. I think that's what made it all the more special is that Zim's just such a class act. And when you're looking back through his career and you're hearing all these things that his former teammates had to say, and that was a really cool part of the weekend, too, is they had so many of his former teammates on the broadcast. And that was really cool to hear their little stories and little things that they had to say. And I think... They always said, you know, when or when I was a rookie, Ryan Zimmerman was the first one to come and talk to me. He treated everybody the same. And Ryan Zimmerman's really just a class act. And his grandfather talked about it in the video that they had him, you know, wishing him, congratulating him on his number being retired. And he said, you know, most of all, I'm proud of the man that you've become. And Ryan Zimmerman truly just, you know, embodies all the good things about baseball. And yeah, I think also because I think that last video was the one with his grandfather in it at the end. And some people were, of course, turning around and was like, we didn't even know he had still had a living grandparent. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Um, and I think that, that really got him up for a little bit, having him, uh, his grandfather speak in front of all of them. Um, of course, the, the Lerner, Mr. Lerner spoke. Mark Lerner got up and officially retired. You and I were on the field when it happened, uh, Amy. And I guess maybe we we weren't entirely sure of the whole process. I don't see anyone, but like we're watching right now. Yeah, Zim takes off his jersey. I think Mark Lerner says something like "Give it back." Oh, <laughs> you know, joking. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of like carry. His dad ends up carrying his jersey off, handing it over to uh, uh, Mike Wallace, who's the uh, equipment manager for the clubhouse, and he hangs it up in the in the dugout, and then. You know, I think you and I kind of like turned to look at the, the side yeah, of the stadium where, and then happen. it was like, all right, one more speech. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. But then they finally unveiled the whole thing. Uh, also, kudos to Dan Colco for hosting the entire event. Um, obviously, Dan has known Zim for a, a very, very long time um, since he started covering the team back in 2012, I think it was, for, for Dan. And now, of course, working with the Nationals. So just from the weather to the people who showed up to the speeches to the actual ceremony itself everything went according to plan mm-hmm. the nationals do lose the game but no one's thinking about that i mean that's and it a, was a good game it was a good game 2-1 right mm-hmm. um 
it was uh went to extra innings yep it was it was kind of a wild weekend it was Phillies games but you know everything went according to plan everyone was focused on Zimmerman uh, I don't think you could have scripted a better day for him and, and his family and the Nationals than it, it was awesome and so many fans came out to see yeah. it I mean you only get to see those things with your own eyes you know so many times so many times in life and in the history of baseball so that was really cool to see I liked when Jason Worth talked and he was like I don't know exactly what he said but something to the effect of oh you have to be pretty good to get your name up there or something oh uh, well because, we'll hear from him soon uh yeah he said he said something along the lines of like they'll just put anyone up there huh? oh yeah they'll put anywhere anyone up there yeah. huh? he's like but I guess you are a little bit higher than mine because yeah. he's on the level above yeah. Jason Worth so. uh, Jason Worth is on the ring of honor he is mm-hmm. not his number 28 is actually not officially retired of mm-hmm. course because I think Lane Thomas wears that number right now um, but yeah, Zimmerman number 11 is the only one that is actually retired and we'll see it get unveiled right now. I mean, it's very cool. I mean, it's, I like the look of it, the number 11 with the stars around, you get the curly W, um, and you know, I like how they start that spot in the stadium up the first baseline. Now for any numbers, other retired from here on out, kind we'll of loop go around, along yep. that side of the stadium. And so very well done. Very cool. Uh, looking, um, since we've teased it a little bit, let's just get right into it. Um, we're we're going to hear from Ian Desmond and Jason Worth, and then Mike Rizzo and Davey Martinez, and then Zimmerman himself. Let's start with Desi and Worth, two of the guys that uh, played with Zim the longest. Of course, you know, Desi was, I think, technically an ex- the Expos draft pick, so it came up through the minor league system along with Zim, played for a couple of years. Obviously, they manned that left side of the infield for a very long time. Zim at third base, Desi at shortstop. Um, and then Jason Worth, one of the biggest free agent signings in this club's history, the turning point of the Nationals becoming contenders. Um, he kind of mentioned that Zim was the reason he signed here because guys like him were on this club. So let's hear right now from Ian Desmond and Jason Worth. In case you missed it, here's what they had to say on Ryan Zimmerman Day. If at any point from today to 100 years from today, there were a question regarding the Nationals' way, they'd be well off to look back at this stone, the cornerstone. It can be defined like this, a stone representing the nominal starting place and the construction of a monumental building. Said another way, the chief foundation on which something is constructed or developed. There could be no mistaking, this stone is you. More than half your life has been spent in the Nationals uniform. Through the ups and the downs, you've been the one to bring it all back to level. You've dedicated your time, energy, and focus on being the best you can be for this organization. Not only on the field and in the clubhouse, but in the community too. Hundreds of appearances, countless hours interacting with fans, and most impressively, the Zims Foundation. And although you've made it look effortless, everyone who knows you knows how much sacrifice it's taken. So on behalf of everyone in here, thank you. Ryan, congratulations. This day is about you. I'm honored to share the stadium with you. I mean, they'll put anybody up there, I guess, right? It looks like your name is going to be a little higher than mine, so it's all right. I'm going to share a story about Ryan that that I haven't shared too many times. When I signed in Washington, I was had a vision. We I was promised this team was going to win, and we had a lot of unproven stars and talent coming up among the ranks. But 
At the end of the day, the reason why I came to Washington was because of one guy. And he was a locker mate of mine for seven years. And today, this is all about him. And in my mind, the biggest honor that a player can ever have is to get their number retired. And today, number 11 for the Washington Nationals will never be worn again. If those two speeches don't perfectly embody <laughs> those two players and, and people, you have Ian Desmond who, you know, along with Zim was a team leader for so long and would always speak in front of the media even after tough losses and give very thoughtful answers. And, of course, you have Jason Worth who could go off the rails at any single moment. Um, I really like what Desi had to say about uh, Zimmerman being the cornerstone of this mm-hmm. franchise um, and the he embodied the Nationals' way, stuff like that. That's really – when you see, hear a guy like Ian Desmond say that, that you know it's like a very meaningful and uh, high praise from someone com- coming from someone like that talking about Zim. It was funny when they were on the broadcast, I guess the day before Friday night, Ian Desmond, they were like, you know, did you, you're going to be one of the people speaking tomorrow. Did you prepare anything? And Ian was like, oh, yeah, like it's written out. I, you know, Ryan Zimmerman deserves that. Um, and you could definitely tell it was written out and thoughtful. Yeah. And not that Jason Worse wasn't his, was just the complete opposite in that it was funny and joking mm-hmm. and playful. So, you know, those were, they were both awesome. And, you know, both just show the respect that Ryan Zimmerman has from his former teammates and in general from people all around the league. Yeah, you talk about the Jason Worth signing in the winter of 2011 um, and how that was the sign of the Nationals becoming contenders, getting a mm-hmm. high-priced free agent like that for the contract that he signed for. Um, and, you know, we, we have this discussion, debate, whether or not Worth should be, like, in the ring of honor and everything. I mean, because he does signify that, but whatever, about the player. But I think, you know, you don't have that signing. You don't have a Max Scherzer signing, like Jason Worth said, without a Ryan Zimmerman, right. without someone there who embodied – the, I mean, Zimmerman's entire career and totally embodies the where this franchise was and, and currently is now. Started from, as a young, young player with a lot of expectations, a lot of high hopes, sees it all the way through to becoming contenders and, of course, a World Series championship. And, and that's not that World Series championship is not possible without guys like Zimmerman, who has been there from day one, went through 100 lost seasons, but put together really good individual seasons to show, hey, we're here, we're coming, come play in D.C., come play in Washington, uh, because we this franchise is pretty special. Right, he was there for the whole ride, and I think that's why people were like, you know, we have to do this for Zim, we have to do this for Zim, Zim deserves it, and in his press conference before that, that whole ceremony on Saturday, somebody in the media asked him about that, you know, what do you, what do you think when you hear, you know, we had to do this for Zim, win that World Series, and he was like, yeah, I get it. I guess, you know, I deserve it. But Max Scherzer deserved it, too. And, you know, all those guys deserved it just because they didn't play their whole career for one team. Um, you know, they still deserve it, too, because they've worked hard and, and been around the game and played on some competitive teams. But not many players have done what Ryan Zimmerman has done and wear the same same jersey for his whole career. And that's what makes it so really incredible and then you had other players who didn't get the chance to speak in front of the entire crowd but showed up um guys like jordan zimmerman actually was late but he he showed up eventually um adam laroche of course daniel murphy we talked about jordy mercer 
Uh, I thought it was also kind of ironic, maybe, that the Phillies were in town, so Bryce Harper was in the tent. He watched the entire thing from the top step of the Visitors Clubhouse, even came out and said hi to Zim mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, and Kyle Schwarber over there, too, as well. He only played a couple months with Zim, but still obviously has great appreciation for what Zim... And, and not that I mentioned, Kyle Schwarber was also on the Red Sox at the end of last year when Zim got his, his, ovation. his ovation farewell. And he even said, you know, you... you you, everyone knows what Ryan Zimmer means to his franchise. You don't even an AL East opponent knows and recognizes that. So pretty special moment for him. From I see a bunch of those players. I, I don't know if you saw, but Heather Zimmerman started a new public family Instagram account. It's like oh. Zimstagram six or whatever because there were six of them. Uh, and she had a great photo album this morning or maybe it was late last night um, from a lot of behind the scenes shots from the. Uh, the weekend and oh, cool. the celebrations after the fact. There's all the former, like uh, Kyle Schwarber and uh, who else made it out to celebrate Zim. Uh, but that's pretty cool. You know, that just goes to show the impact that he had on all of their careers, not just here in DC, but even afterwards. Right. There's just such a, just a respect. I mean, yeah. there's so few guys who have done that, played their whole career for one team. Is they been able to do, you know, what Ryan Zimmerman did, be there from the start of the organization, yeah. uh, which is what what's so incredible. Their first draft pick, and that you just have to respect it. Whether you're a Nationals fan, whoever you like, you just respect players like that. Who, on top of it all, are good people too, right. which which is hard to come by. So, right. and Zimmerman kind of referred to that when he spoke about after the fact about. Mike Rizzo and Davey Martinez, uh, his former GM, and I guess maybe now boss, because now Ryan Zerman has the new title they announced, Special Advisor for Baseball and Business Operations. So I don't know if that he reports to Zimmerman, or uh, excuse me, Rizzo, Rizzo or someone else. Probably, yeah. But um, Rizzo and Mark Davey were able to get up to the mic, say a few words about, of course, Rizzo has known from afar, and when he joined the Nationals, Zimmerman, his entire career, and of course, Davey was his last manager at the Major League level and won his World Series with him. So here's Riz and Davey talking about number 11. Well, first of all, it's such an honor to be involved in the Ryan Zimmerman weekend. Uh, I met Zim 16 years ago when I became a Washington National, and uh, the, the stories and the the things that were heard about Zim throughout the league were immense. You're talking about a quiet leader, a humble superstar, a guy who always cared about the name on the front of the jersey more than the name on the back. Ryan and I spent so many nights after games just kind of reminiscing about different things and life and, and, and players and um, what he doesn't realize, he was important to me because he kept me grounded. He was the constant professional. We'd often sit, sit around, sipping some Sprite, and he'd come in my office and ask me, how am I doing? Are you okay? I don't know how you do it. You're calm every day. And I never told them, but I'm gonna tell them now, you need to look in the mirror. You're the calm one. You're the one that makes people relax. You are the constant professional. Every day, day in, day out. And it's an honor for me to stand up here tonight and talk about you, Ryan Zimmerman. You're truly amazing. 
not only on the field, off the field. I love you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm glad to be honored standing here talking about you. He is Mr. National. I talk about going 1-0 every day, winning your day. Ryan Zimmerman won his day, and today he is going 1-0. Thank you. Davey, of course, having to put that 1-0 in there at the <laughs> end. But Davey kind of told that story during his pregame press conference with the media, um, being like, you know, Zim will be one checking in on me. And you never really think about that. We always talk about how Davey Martinez is just overall persona and attitude, positive t- positivity are just like so admirable and I think really helped obviously the 2019 team, but every other team since just stay on the grind of the baseball season, obviously in different direction. I think we all have really high admiration for Dave Martinez for the way he is. And to, for him to come out and say that, you know, Zimmerman is the same, not only the same way, but he helped me be that way is pretty special and I don't that's something that I don't think many people knew about I certainly didn't like behind the scenes that like during that whole season it was Zimmerman also keeping Davey grounded because you would think that the manager would be the one doing the vice versa right exactly I think Davey Martinez and Ryan Zimmerman had a different relationship you know in those last few years Ryan Zimmerman was the veteran presence especially the last year when he came back um you know I think he he just had a different relationship with Davey Martinez and really the rest of his teammates because he was Mr. National, you know, and that, I think that was really cool to see him take on a new role. And I think that's why so many people thought even once he retired, he would still have something to do with his organization, whether he got into coaching or it was in the front office, because it's just a different relationship than you have with these other players who are young and up and coming. And I think Davey also mentioned in his press conference, like, you know, I wish I still had him, mm-hmm. not just for his baseball playing ability but for his leadership and the impact he has on that clubhouse it is strange this year going into that clubhouse and not seeing a Ryan Zimmerman locker room or locker uh so you know he it's that kind of is like a sad feeling knowing that you you're that just his presence that presence is missing you're right he will still be around the organization he has a new title he's not going anywhere um you know he makes his trips to spring training uh, but Davey, even in spring training, was like, I really appreciate and want and need Zimmerman's yep. influence on these young players because he did it the right way. I mean, you don't, I think like Jason Worth kind of, you don't get your number retired without having done it the right way, right? Like it's a, it takes a special career and a special person mm-hmm. to get that honor from a franchise. And so that's what Davey kind of wants him to not kind of imprint on the younger players coming up. Um, and that kind of special mentality and attitude and positivity that he has. Right, and it's cool because he's the first. I mean, this organization is so... He's the first of everything. (laughs) Right, yeah. This franchise is so young, and so, you know, naturally he was the first, but there's something special to that because other organizations, you look, you know, they have the Yankees have how many numbers retired, and that doesn't take anything away from those guys, but Ryan Zimmerman's special, and he's always going to be special. Well, let's hear from the Z-Man himself, number 11. Of course, he gave a very lengthy speech. A lot of thank yous. We don't have time to listen to it all. This entire ceremony will be on MassInSports.com's app and on the front page and on the YouTube channel uh, later this week. Um, So you can watch the entirety. But here is just the end clip of Zerman's speech, thanking the fans and kind of reflecting on his own career. 
to the fans and so many people in the DC community. Thank you for all the support along the way. It was one hell of a ride we went on together, and I can honestly say I wouldn't change a thing. I appreciate the support on the field, the 100 lost years, and the close to 100 win years, you guys were there. So many of you supported my Zims Foundation off the field, and I always thought that showed what type of community we have here. So many of you made time to support a cause that was very, very meaningful to me, and most likely didn't affect you at all. But you guys always showed up to my events, and for that I'll ever be grateful. So as I sat down and thought about what it meant and what I wanted to say about having your number retired, I was very humbling and it's one of the highest honors in sports. You think of all your heroes that have had their numbers retired. Players that, Im that you imitated when you played wiffle ball in the backyard. Mine were Cal Ripken Jr. and Chipper Jones. But as I thought more and more, I remembered so many stories of all the people that helped me get to this point, many of whom I mentioned previously. I feel like this day, this celebration, is as much for them as it is for me. Nobody who gets their number retired does it on their own. They all had an incredible, incredible support system, and I am no different. When you're playing, you rarely, if ever, take a time to step back and think about accomplishments, individual or team. As athletes, we are conditioned to take it one day at a time and never get too high or never get too low. You just keep grinding. So, honestly, it's been kind of nice to sit back and remember some of the good times over the last 17 years with so many of my closest friends this week. I hope that all of them and all of you in the stadium and all of you watching on TV, when you look up at that number 11, I hope it gives you the same feeling I get inside. You should, because it's as much yours as it is mine. For how nervous Zim said he was, really well spoken in that moment. I mean, it's hard. I can't imagine the pressure he felt, uh, all eyes on him on his special day. But, you know, what he said about the fans, I really like what he said about, you know, that number is for everyone, not just yeah. for me. It's for the fans. I hope when you see that, you know, you think of everything about, but what makes you a Nationals fan and not just a Ryan Zimmerman fan? Yeah, I can't imagine having so many people to thank. He is probably nervous. I mean, you have to forget somebody by accident, you know. The, but he covered a lot of, oh, he excuse did. the pun, but covered a lot of bases. <laughs> I mean, everyone from the clubhouse manager to, right, you know, the travel man, well, you know, he covered a lot of yeah. them. He's just, I mean, a class act. Yeah. And it was cool through all of this is you got to know you know, some things that Ryan Zimmerman you maybe never did. I mean, you only knew Ryan Zimmerman, the baseball player. You saw him on the field. You got to talk to him in the clubhouse sometimes, but it was mostly baseball related. Yeah. So to really get to see the real Ryan Zimmerman, what his family had to say, his former teammates had to say, really just, it was it was awesome. And I think, I hope that the real Ryan Zimmerman people realize too, is that we kind of talked about this a little bit ago, but uh, he's like a funny guy. You know, mm -hmm. he's, I mean, people think of him as just being quiet, a silent leader. He's... He's kind of coming out of his shell, especially like when he's on the broadcast a couple of times uh, with Kevin and Bob. You know, it, his humor shines he's relaxed, through. Yeah, yeah, he's very relaxed. So, you know, maybe we'll see him on more mass and broadcasts, maybe more pregame shows. But he is a funny, funny dude. And uh, I'm glad he enjoyed himself. I'm glad the Zimmerman family enjoyed themselves. Congrats to Ryan, Heather, all the kids, uh, their parents, everyone, and the Nationals. Like I said, again, 
congratulations. Not many franchises in this town <clears throat> uh, can pull off successful uh, uh-huh. Jersey retirement ceremonies, but the National sure did. And that sets the bar high for whoever it was does. coming next. 37, 31, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, kudos to the Nationals for pulling that off. That was a great weekend. Real quick before we get out of here, we want to talk about the current team. Uh, the Nationals, two back-to-back wins. Jackson Tatro um, on Sunday. I don't mean to brag for the two of us, Amy, but <laughs> we sat here last week and we essentially called that bounce back outing for by Jackson Tatro. Yeah, we did. Less pressure than an MLB debut. You face a whole new lineup that doesn't have a lot of film on you. You have a lot of film on them. You spent the whole week with the major league coaching staff and the catchers and prepping. And he showed that st- the stuff is there. He needs to refine a little more, of course. He's still a very young pitcher, only pitching two major league games. But he was really sharp uh, on uh, on Father's Day. Mm-hmm. It was it was really good to see because yeah, just like you said, you know, you go out there your debut, you're a ball of nerves a little bit. You're facing the Braves lineup, and this time, you know, you just have to learn, adapt, and make adjustments. And I think that's what he did. And even after his debut, he wasn't you know he didn't seem really worked up at all that he got rocked a little bit I mean he's just like you know I'm gonna take what happened and I'm gonna learn learn from it and he really did I mean seven innings which is the most we've seen out of a national starter in what feels like 15 years gave up six hits but no earned runs only two walks and he got two K's so you know hats off to him I'm excited to see what's to come for those watching on I I feel bad because we had all we have are like the low lights from his first outing against the Braves and of course he pitches a really his his best game when they, oh, once on a peacock a national broadcast so we have, don't have that video <laughs> hopefully his next turn if he gets one we'll be on massive, be on massive. and we'll have plenty of highlights to show of Jackson Tatro um, and then real quickly Tuesday night in Baltimore they're that uh, the Nats have this like odd five game American League road trip. Mm-hmm. They go up to Baltimore, Battle of the Beltways, and then going to Texas. Eric Fetty, who has quietly been one of their more consistent starters. I mean, we all t- talk a lot about Josiah Gray, of course, but Eric Fetty, so you look at some of his underlying numbers, and he's having a better season than maybe his ERA says so. His field independent pitching shows a lot better, a lot more progress for him. And he just turned in their third straight quality start by a starting pitcher, Josiah Gray, Tetro, and then Fetty, um, after they had gone almost two weeks without one. Exactly. And we talked about how banged up this staff and bullpen was last week. And having Gray turn in what he did Saturday, having Tetro on Sunday, and what Eric Fetty just did, plus an off day and another one coming tomorrow, the Nationals really needed that uh, to end that homestand and begin this road trip. Right. I mean, the Orioles could not see Eric Fetty at all yesterday. and so only two back-to-back wins, but three quality starts. And they had that off day Monday, which I think really helps. And then they're going to have this extra day of rest because they're off tomorrow as well. And not only does that set up their rotation to have extra rest and coming off of three really good starts, but it gives their bullpen, you know, that extra rest. And these last three starts have been able to rejuvenate the bullpen because last time we talked on this podcast last week, it was a completely it different was, situation. Yeah. The starters weren't doing bad. The bullpen was so banged up. They didn't have any options. So now they're, you know, going into another series in a lot better position yeah. um, than they were last week. And it was kudos to Davey was able to use his A guys. It was a close game. It was only 2 nothing going into the ninth. Uh, Kyle Finnegan gets the heart of the Orioles order. Kyle, uh, Carl Edwards Jr. gets the eighth. And then Tanner Rainey gets his eighth save of the season in the ninth. So able to rest and use your main guys in a close game, keep the Orioles off the board. Tonight, Patrick Corbin, 
it's a tough matchup because the, the O's yeah. have some power hitting right-handed bats. So if Patrick Corbin can't use his slider and fastball effectively tonight, it could be a long night for him. But hopefully he gives some at least some length again, protects some of those guys from the bullpen. Um, and then Tyler Wells goes for the Orioles, who has been pitching a lot mm-hmm. better of late. So the Orioles, uh, the Nationals lineup needs to be ready for that young right-hander as well. And, you know, of course you you hope Patrick Corbin can, can give them some length, but at least you feel a little bit better about where the bullpen is at going into this game yeah. tonight. And then for the Texas series, like you kind of mentioned, with the off day Thursday, the Nationals can re- Dave Martinez can reset his rotation. Mm-hmm. You get Josiah Gray a couple a little extra rest, which he had last week. He was essentially pitching on Saturday on ten days rest because right. he never he got scratched from Monday. So even more so rest, uh, at least of about six days of rest for him between starts. So that helps and also kind of helps them set up for the second half of the season. We're not even to July yet, but it's a long season. Some of these guys like. Josiah Gray, Jackson Tatro, if he sticks around, ha- are not used to pitching so many innings on lane. You don't want them fading August, late September. Um, you want them finishing the season strong. So giving them rest when you can is a big key. Right, and you notice a big difference when Josiah Gray had all that rest. He came out that awesome start on Saturday. You notice the difference with Eric Fetty last night, had extra rest. He comes out and makes that start. So, so all that coverage, Battle of the Beltways finale tonight on Masson 2. Dan and Kevin will have you from Nationals Park. Mark, uh, excuse me, Camden Yards. Oriole <laughs> Park at Camden Yards. Uh, and Mark Zuckerman has you covered on MassSports.com from Baltimore and Texas later this weekend. At Amy Jennings News for Amy, I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco. Shout out uh, to our producer Tim for all of his help behind the scenes. And, of course, you can follow the Mass on All Access podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Wherever you get podcasts, you can find the Mass on All Access podcast. MassInSports.com, the Mass in app. At Masson Nationals across the board on social media, give us a follow. We will be back next week as the Nationals come back home for another homestand. So that'll be fun. Until then, uh, enjoy the games and we'll see you later.